Hello, mental health warriors. Long time no talk. Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today I want to talk to you about letting go and not hanging on to anything. And what I'm referring to is when we are being gaslighted, manipulated, uh, psychologically abused by a narcissistic type of person. I've talked about in previous episodes and on TikTok, I've talked about not taking it personally, not personalizing what they say and what they do when they're gaslighting you, when they say something horrible about you to you, or when they make a passive aggressive jab towards you. And clients have been asking me how to let that go. And this morning I just had a light bulb go off while I was listening to a couple of different videos on YouTube and just kind of thinking, wow, these these correlate to what I've been talking about. So I have put it together in this way. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of examples to think about. And I'm going to use political examples, okay? So let's say you cannot stand Donald Trump, right? So if you don't like Donald Trump and you hear a coworker or a family member or somebody saying that he was the greatest president we have ever had and they intend to vote for him again because he's the only person who can fix this country. Now in that moment, you absolutely disagree, right? So you might instantly become angry and you might think to yourself, you're the problem with this country. And you might even explode and say it to them. But let's say you're at a grocery store and you hear somebody say that, right? You you might feel a little anger. Your face might feel a little flushed. And you might kind of shake your head and think, what an idiot. But you don't hang on to it. You release it. You don't go home and lay in bed and think about that guy in line at the grocery store who said that. You don't ruminate on it for weeks on end. You just kind of shake your head and say, what a moron, and you let it go, right? Or let's say you're somebody who is absolutely not into the transgender movement and that kind of thing, right? And somebody tells you that they think all schools should have transgender transgender reading hour where a transgender person comes in and reads stories to your children about sex, right? That angers you. That offends you. That gets on your nerves. You don't you don't like that. But you might hear somebody that, you know, you're not part of their conversation or whatever. You hear them say that's a great idea because that promotes inclusivity and blah, blah, blah. And you're sitting there thinking, oh my God. You might think about it a little bit later, but it's not going to really affect you because you're going to release it and let it go. You're not going to hang on to hearing that person's comment at Starbucks and lay around night after night stewing over it and thinking about it. Let's say somebody thinks that Joe Biden is the worst president in, in the U.S. history, okay? And you happen to think Joe Biden is a great president. You hear somebody say it, you might get a little pissed, you might get a little offended, <laughs> you might think they're stupid, whatever the case. 
but you're not going to lay in bed night after night thinking about it. You're not going to develop insecurities over it. You kind of release it and let it go. Okay, so those are a few examples of releasing and letting go and not personalizing it. Unless you're one of those people who loves to get into heated political debates. Um, maybe that's a different story. And let's look at a few more examples, okay? Let's say you love skinny jeans and somebody else tells you that bootcut jeans are better. Skinny jeans suck. They don't like skinny jeans. They're tired of seeing them everywhere. They prefer the look of a bootcut jean. Are you going to hang on to that and look down at yourself because you're wearing skinny jeans still? You, you think they're comfortable, you love wearing them, but somebody says bootcut jeans are way sexier and they actually make your body look more well-proportioned, whereas the skinny jeans make your legs look like sticks, making you look heavier on top. So, you know, people shouldn't wear those. Or you hear somebody, maybe you're 40 years old, and you have your hair in a cute pigtail style with curtain bangs and pigtails, and you have your nails painted red, and you look really cute. You're feeling cute that day. And, you know, you hear a 60-year-old woman say something like, oh, yeah, people should not wear pigtails after they're five years old. That's just sad. Um, for in that moment, you might think, screw you, lady, shut up, you know? <laughs> But you feel cute, and you've had a lot of compliments, and, you know, you're not going to personalize her comment. You're not going to hang on to it. So if we can take this mindset into our close personal relationship with our narcissist, it really helps us to just, you feel that anger, you feel that irritation, you might feel that insecurity in that moment when they say what they say or when they try to gaslight you. But if you're able to detach from it, see if it's a stranger in a grocery store, it's easy to detach from it, right? Because we choose not to personalize it. We choose not to carry it around. And that helps us to not develop a nasty core belief about ourselves, right? So you absolutely can transfer that detachment over to your closer relationships with narcissistic people. So when they make a comment or they say something passive aggressive or they're trying to gaslight you, you can feel that emotion. You don't want to stifle the emotion. Allow yourself to feel it. Just don't express it. Just like you wouldn't express it to the person at the grocery store in line. You wouldn't turn around and start cussing them out, right? Or you wouldn't turn around and say, you've offended me. You, you would just keep it to yourself and shake your head and think, oh, geez, you know? So do the same thing. Start practicing that. Because honestly, this narcissistic person, it doesn't matter what they think of you. If, if they've shown you that you know, they don't think much of you and they're saying negative things to you about you or to others about you or they're making a passive aggressive jab, you know, like again with the skinny jeans, you're wearing skinny jeans and you hear them on the phone telling their friend that skinny jeans are so tired looking and so out of style and everybody should wear bell bottoms or boot cut jeans now and you're over there looking in the mirror like, oh, <laughs> but you love your skinny jeans, so you're going to keep wearing them, you know? 
think of it in terms of that. And the narcissist is not somebody that you want to base your self-worth or self-value on. Their opinion of you really doesn't matter because they're not really in a, an emotionally intimate space with you. They're more of a vampire sucking the life out of you. And they need you to love them. They need you to stay trauma bonded to them. They need you to continue to take care of them. So that's just part of their game, you know, to build you up and knock you down and build you up and knock you down. And then you start starving for those little bits of being built up and you equate that with love. And then they tear you down and you equate that with not being loved. And it's just a vicious cycle. So if you're able to arrange yourself into that detachment and if you are with a narcissistic person, this is a good indication, a very good clue that you had some psychological abuse in childhood. Maybe you took care of an adult parent who was an alcoholic. Maybe you had a narcissistic mother. Something to that effect has molded you into this people pleaser who takes care of other people, right? So... You learn to detach if you went through that abuse as a kid. You learn to detach. You learn to go into fantasy land. Oh, someday I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to get a good career. I'm going to become a movie star. Someday I'll live on my own and I won't have to deal with this anymore. And maybe in your head you start fantasizing and taking yourself to this different world. Or maybe you check out of your body and you're there, but you're not there because the abuse is too much and we naturally tend to detach, right? So if you can do that now, and you can do that now, we have that ability. We can detach. Um, just thought I would share that with you to think about, think about stuff in public. Think about things you've heard at the grocery store people talking about think think about when you do a a parent teacher meeting and at home you've done everything you've you've read all kinds of parenting books you have reached out to a therapist you have been going above and beyond to help correct your child's behavior and then you're at that parent teacher meeting and that teacher's telling you you know, maybe you should try taking away privileges or maybe you should offer a reward system for good behavior. And you're sitting there trying not to roll your eyes thinking, lady, you have no idea. I have tried those things. But you don't come out and say it and you don't take her judgment personally because you know the truth. Same thing with a narcissist. When they are devaluing you when they're abusing you, whether it's your boss, your husband, your wife, your mother, your father, your uncle, <laughs> your neighbor, your clergy, whoever it is that's being, you know, narcissistic towards you. Keep in mind that you know the truth about you and don't second guess yourself. And that helps us to detach. The more educated you are, the easier it is to detach yourself in that moment and to release and let go.
Allow yourself to feel the emotion and then release and let go. Just release it and let it go because holding on to that is not going to help you or benefit you in any way. And, you know, we don't want to feed the vampires. <laughs> so food for thought today. And I hope that today you have all the love you can stand, more luck than you ever imagined, and something maybe all day long will bring you great, great joy because you are worth it.